This week is a special type of bacteria called Staphylococcus aureus, or as I like to call, that bitch Staphity. (laughs) I'm Katie. I'm Kylie. And this is You're Not Paranoid. Is that a Matthew McConaughey thing to say, all right, all right, all right? Like, is that is that trademarked by him, or is it just, like, associated? It's associated. All right. I feel like, <laughs> all right. I feel like he should trademark that. Maybe he has. Hmm. We'll have to call him up. Yeah, let's ask him. Hey, Maddie Matt. Mm-hmm. McConaughey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I feel like no one says that. Like, Matthew McConaughey. Like, you're... You should like all old guy well, cute. on your phone call with him. You should also bring that up. Mm-hmm. I'll just be like Matthew McConaughey, mm-hmm. and then he'll be like, "Yeah, girl. <laughs> hey, girl, stay a minute. Yeah, <laughs> chill. <laughs> no, chill, girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know why am I telling you with my finger? That's funny. That's for me to tell myself to chill, <laughs> for sure. All right. Hello and welcome back. Hello, hello you and all of you in the audience from the future. Well, this will be in the future. We are in the we are in the past. You are in the the future. future. Ooh, that's creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. We're the ghosts of twenty twenty podcast past. (laughs) Yes, of twenty twenty. Or you don't know that. Maybe we don't tell them that because then they think it's recent. But it's funny. But it's pre-recorded a little bit. It's we can't do every pre. No, recorded, pre-pre, pre-pre-recorded. We can't make everything live. No, one we'll day do that it would live. be kind of cool. <laughs> I, <fit. laughs> I know. I secretly want to cuss. So well, you much. can if you want. I fit. <laughs> It'll be natural. I couldn't. It'll just come out. Yeah. Um, my cuss words coming out. Mm, mm, mm. I'm gonna let mm, it mm. slip. I'm gonna say a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm here every. Monday. What's the new day? Monday. Monday. Um, yeah, hi. What's Hello. happening? What's up? Nothing. Too much. There's coffee in my cup. There's coffee in our cup. We're doing it in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> We're podcasting in the morning. <laughs> We're not doing it. <laughs> in case anyone was wondering. Um, do I always try to use those verbs instead of doing or going or shh. I try to use the verb that we're actually like what it is that was being done. But then that's not fun and True. ambiguous. And euphemisms are endless. Euphemisms you... abound. <laughs> They're everywhere. Watch out. Coming at you hot. See? <laughs> like it or not. There yep. you go. Boom. Euphemism. I don't know. Um, hi. Um, this is, you're not, par- oh, actually, this is Kylie. And I'm Katie. And we are. You're, you're not, not Paranoid. paranoid podcast <laughs> by katie and kelly yeah a podcast where we tell you what we're freaked out by yes and you agree mm-hmm. and then you tell us also hey yes i'm also freaked out or no you're don't call us paranoid because that's what the podcast is called <laughs> like you're not paranoid but you know we feel a little vindicated when we hear why we should or should not be freaked out mm-hmm. maybe not so much should not but you get what i mean Yes. Right. Yes. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, remember last episode we talked about, it kind of um, makes us feel validated, not vindicated. Validated is the word. Mm-hmm. And maybe people who don't agree will see why or learn something. Yeah. Just like we learn something every time. Yes. About the podcast and ourselves. Mm. <laughs> it's a learning journey. <laughs> It's we're journaling in this journey. Yeah, join us. Journaling, journaling. Join us on our journaling journey of learning. Correct. With Katie and Kylie. <laughs> yeah, that's that was our <laughs> first title, but we thought it was a little too long, so it's a bit wordy. So we stuck with you're not paired up. <laughs> yeah, it just really gets down to close it. Close second though, <laughs> or close first. Uh, what would no, you call that? Is that the phrase? A close, I think a it's second. a close second. <laughs> but if it was almost the first, yeah, why so wouldn't it, it be a close it'd first? It'd be a close first, not mm-hmm. close. Mm. See, I'm questioning. call up Miriam or someone. Ms. Webster? Um, yes. Mr. and Mrs. Webster. I think that's who it is, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're the 
the judges of the vocab, mm-hmm. the vocabulary judges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll give him a call. Thanks. And then I'll call Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, you've hey. got a lot of calls to make. So. I do. <laughs> also, let's get into it. <laughs> All the lights turned down. <laughs> it's like, what's that? Do you want to be a millionaire? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to be a podcaster? <laughs> Are you paranoid? That would be the game that we play. Ooh, okay. And then they have to know the answers to the facts of the quiz. Ooh. No. Of the episode. If we ever did, or if we're allowed back outside, uh-huh. we could do like trivia nights. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Oh, that's great. That would be fun. That's super fun. And then community meetup. Hello. Ooh. But then you would kind of know where we are located. But we would travel the oh, world, <laughs> so you would never know. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> because it's safer that way. So. You know what that means. It's time to announce the winner of the week. Listener DB has won a YNP sticker pin pack. Woohoo! All right. Find out how you can win later in this episode. Anywho, this week is extra gross. It's pretty nasty. We're getting down to the roots. We're getting down. If you thought, I mean, of course, COVID is gross. That's a virus. It's different than what we're talking about this week. This week is bacteria. Single-celled organisms that invade your body. There are a lot of good bacteria, though. Yes, that's true. So, like, for example, yes, and <laughs> yogurt is a bacteria. No, no, there is bacteria in yogurt, correct? Um, and like, for example, this will gross a lot of people out. But I remember learning about it in microbiology classes. Oh, pause. People who don't know us, we have backgrounds in biology. So we kind of know what we're talking about. And then there's obviously some facts that we look up, blah, blah, blah. Back to it. So I learned in one of my microbiology classes that we are more in terms of number of cells, we are more bacteria than we are human. Because bacteria are, or bac- yeah, bacteria is the plural, are so tiny, there is more bacteria than there are physically, you know, on our skin and whatnot in our whole body than there are human cells, epithelial cells, blah, 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 red blood cells, all that. So don't worry. So don't worry because <laughs> not all bacteria are bad, and that's a huge misconception. And you're covered in them. Yeah, and we got you covered, and so does bacteria. And they're in your tummy. <laughs> There's a ton in your intestines. That's what is basically hosts your immune system. Mm-hmm. People don't know that. Fun fact. And it's all over your body. And actually, the good bacteria keep the bad bacteria at bay. Yeah. They're like, hey, you, mm-hmm. <laughs> chill out. <laughs> don't cause an infection because we're going to outgrow here. you, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, we're already here. And you actually, a lot of your gut bacteria is actually from your mom. So thanks, mom. Oh, thanks, mm-hmm. moms. Oh, you have oh, oh our oh, moms. I was saying our collective moms. <laughs> I was like, how did you have two moms? I mean, correct. There can be true. It's but complicated. You're only grown in one. Right. You can true. be raised by multiple. Hey, very on on. Uh, what do you call that brand? With what we're talking about, with the bacteria coming from your mom. Yeah. So there we go. Mm-hmm. Thanks, moms. <laughs> I'm just going to use that as well. <laughs> Thanks, moms. Thanks, moms. We can save that clip for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Like, you should thank your mom. Yeah, for all the bacteria. And then we'll make a, <gasps> a Valentine's Day. I mean, wow. A Mother's Day card that says, thank you, mom, for all your bacteria and keeping me healthy. I like that. Yes. Okay. We'll Don't do forget it. it. And then you can buy it for your mom. Yeah. Buy it on our website. Aww, yeah. You're not paranoid.com. Correct. You're not paranoid. www. In May. Yeah, or now, and then you can have it ready. Well, when it's when it's out. We don't have it out yet. It will be out by the time. Yeah. Yes, I even have a... I have another idea, too, for Valentine's Day, but that's for another episode. Ooh, teaser. Mm. So, for this episode, <laughs> all this buildup for bacteria. So, this week is a special type of bacteria, who's not very nice, called... Staphylococcus aureus, Boo. or as I like to call that bitch Staphity. <laughs> bitch Staphity? Stephanie. Oh, Stephanie. Stephanie. Mm. Mm-hmm. She's, She's kind a of bitch. Like, uh, the Karen. Yeah, but my grandma, it might be named either of those names, so I try to. No! I'm just saying. She's, we'll just call her the, the generic 
bitch of bacteria. <laughs> the one that like is all up in your business and causes issues. Every like there's enough friends that you're like, I can handle Stephanie. But then <laughs> if those friends are like, hey, I'm too busy this weekend or like whatever, then like Stephanie's rage just like takes over your life. And then you have to just like cleanse them away with antibiotics. So I like the metaphor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that bitch Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie. It's hard to enunciate that. That's why I actually wrote that in my notes. I'm I like, like they call her staff for short, but mm. <laughs> anyways, so I'm going to go into like what it is for the most part and like what happens mm-hmm. and why it's gross. And then Katie is going to talk about how you can avoid Stephanie or yeah. maybe even prevent her from coming over. Mm-hmm. Keep your doors locked. Yes, that's basically it. Get a ring app. <laughs> and that's my segment. <laughs> and that's it. That's super easy. <laughs> All right, so Staphylococcus, a.k.a. Staphanie, um, like I said, they're on your body naturally. And it can also be actually in your nose, which is pretty gross. Ew. Yeah, so don't pick your nose with your fingers and then go spreading it everywhere. Oh, man. Please. <laughs> you, what do you call that? Booger. A booger flinger? Booger flicker. <laughs> that's what I do. Flinger? Fling- you fling well, your boogers? I mean, I guess that's a flick, too, but flick, fling, I mean... Every, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Katie is a booger flinger. <laughs> Little sound effect. And I'm a booger ringer. Line up, boogers. No, I'm just kidding. That's real gross. <laughs> Kylie likes to collect her boogers. No! Oh, my gosh. Okay, none of this is making it in the episode. <laughs> this will be your discretion. Anyways, um, so the good thing is, is that you have skin, right? So your skin is actually your first level of defense, mm. and that's really important, and that's why it's important to take care of your cuts and all that because... Sunscreen. We're not really that durable as people, like, generally speaking. <laughs> We're just kind of, like, like nicely wrapped, like, um, you know, organs. jelly. Yeah, like, organs and squishy, and, like, there's some bones in there that hold us together. But, like, your skin is, like, keeping it, to, keeping it in, you know? Mm-hmm. If we didn't have skin, we'd kind of ooze. Not great. So, it's so gross. I'm just saying it's true. So, keeping... Thank you, skin. And that's why you have to take care of it. And that's so important because if you penetrate, yeah, I hate the word penetrate. If you, <laughs> if you go into your skin, like needles, which I know that people are not good with that, but that's why needles exist, right? So that I can go into your bloodstream or into your veins, blah, 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 to get to your bloodstream, etc. But your skin's your best level of defense. Take care of it. But that's how staph gets in. So anything that's like uh, like a lesion, um, actually like an infected tooth can cause staph. Um, if you get like a blister or even surgical sites, mm-hmm. if it's not well um, taken care of. Yeah. Not even necessarily by you, but it could be an accident from the doctor's office. A lot of germs at hospitals. So if you don't need to be in the hospital, don't be in the hospital for longer than you need to be. But that's an episode for another day because I have a story about that too. Ooh, me too. Back to ooh, gross. <laughs> Um, so staph is a huge contributor to many skin infections and actually food poisoning as well, which I didn't realize. Yeah. It's a big part of that. So if you get, it's like a, um, so the reason being staph is immune to stomach acid. Oh no. I know. Um, and it's also immune to high temperatures. I forgot where I wrote that down. I would think that I was going to say that later. Yeah. So they can live through dr- extreme drying. I think that refers to like bed sheets in a dryer or something like that. Um, extreme temperatures, stomach acid, so hot or cold, etc. <sighs> Stephanie is one tough bitch, man. Just saying. And, um, you know, not great. So the problem is if you leave it untreated, so staff can be treated. So like, ooh, gross, terrible. But if you treat it quickly, it can be under control. Like, don't let her take over your life. Um, but if you don't treat it, it can turn into bacteremia, which is essentially um, poisoning of the bloodstream. It's an infection that gets into your bloodstream. And your bloodstream is like that, you know, <laughs> the lazy river of your life. It just kind of like floats through everything. And people know that, but... That's why bloodstream stuff is so bad because it literally goes to Everywhere. everything. And it's it's the, it's the lazy river. You can get off, get on. It goes to your organs. It keeps going, whatever you want. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like yes. wild rivers. <laughs> I don't know if there's like wild rivers all around the world or whatever. It doesn't really exist anymore, but you know what I mean. Yeah. A water park. Those probably won't exist anymore. 
No. I shoot. think it's nasty and they shouldn't exist anyway, but <laughs> but they're but they're so fun. <laughs> Maybe that's where we learn. <laughs> they're nasty and fun. Yeah. Like many Swimming things. Swimming in other people's bodily fluids. I know. I mean there's like that rumor where it turns blue if you pee, but I've never seen it. Or green green because it's like yellow and i mean i've never tried no nor have i seen it happen so i think it was just a way to scare kids from not doing it yeah even though they still did it (laughs) okay bacteremia so poisonous poison in your or it's poisoning your bloodstream toxins in your bloodstream there's also toxic shock syndrome oh yes which ladies are all aware of that we've all been grilled about toxic shock syndrome um that has to do with tampons just Sorry, guys. and But get used to it, because if you want a woman in your life, you're going to know what tampons are. Yeah, it's not weird to talk about. No, tampons are necessary, unless you want that everywhere. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, there's pads, yeah. too, but that's whatever. That's a moot point <laughs> at the moment. And then there's also septic arthritis. What? Not cool. So that means, like, the bacteria goes to your joints. Yeah. I've never heard of that. I know, right? I hadn't either. And so it goes, so basically it's like arthritis, which is the inflammation of your joints and whatnot, but it's caused by the bacteria. bacteria. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a nasty bitch. Yeah, and it makes your, it could go to your knees, shoulders. Head and toes. <laughs> hips, fingers, toes. Like, so it's like literally like breaking you down. No. Where it like hurts and it's, you can't move and it's bad. So it sounded like I was going to cry, but I'm not going to cry. <laughs> I'm not, not going to do it. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, so... The interesting thing about staph is if you do get a staph infection, odds are, like we said, you've already had it on your body. So it's not like it just jumped on you most of the time. Not that it can jump, but you know what I mean. Um, but it also can be contagious. So, yeah, so there's that too. So the, the point being, if you have a staph infection, not just regular staph, like not commensal staph, meaning like it's already on your body living there. But if you have a staph infection, that can be spread to other people. And that's actually super common in wrestling in the form oh. of impetigo, where that bacteria, you get like this nasty little like lesion with like a circle, I think. And then if you keep wrestling or doing whatever mat sports, it lives on the mat. Oh, no. So gross. And that's why it's important, probably in gymnastics and other things too, but you're not really as, gymnastics is intense, but I feel like in wrestling, you're probably getting more cuts because, you know, people are like mm-hmm. hitting heads and getting all aggressive um and they'll like tough through it and then yeah. more sweaty i don't know and your body's literally all over the mat so that's a big thing in mat sports um mm-hmm. like grappling and whatnot and then it, so if you have a cut on you and then it'll sneak into your cut and like super nasty um it can also this is the worst it can also live on objects like pillowcases and towels so don't share no. don't if you have a cut don't share a towel or if you have a known staph infection don't don't <laughs> don't touching. sleep on people's yeah. pillows <laughs> not that you're doing that but i don't know you never know okay yeah please feel free to jump in if you are like or if you want to say i'm anything. grossed out Good. but yeah some Perfect. of those are my prevention tips okay yeah don't do that yeah just don't <laughs> just stop um let's see so the good thing is that the skin infections that people do get, like I said earlier, they're not that dangerous in and of themselves mm-hmm. as long as you address it. The issue is that a lot of the time the um, staff will look like a pimple on like in a random place. Sometimes oh. it's on your face, but it actually looks like a little pimple or like a boil. Oh, no. Like on your arm or a finger or whatever. Hmm. Face. And um, that's the thing is that people want to pick pimples. Yes. But... If it's in a place that's, like, not... I mean, you shouldn't touch things like that anyways because technically that's your body's way of fighting it and it's closed in, Mm -hmm. and so it's protected. But the minute you pop a pimple or something on your arm, that's exposing it. And then even in that moment, maybe it's not staff yet, but the staff could even get in at that point. Mm. So it kind of goes both ways. Yeah, this is making a very good case for not picking or popping pimples. Yes, just, you know, and then... um, the issue being if, if it gets, if it like starts to change color, get swollen or red, anything red and raised is an infection. Okay. Mm. And the issue is that this, these things transform. Bacteria grows really, really fast, especially staph. Mm-hmm. Um, stupid staphany. And it just like, it can go from um, being controllable and easily treated to out of control. 
within a matter of days. Yikes. And I have a story for us oh, afterwards. No. A friend of mine sent me three different stories. So, oh, God. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, how have you been through so many <laughs> staph infections? And I even got a staph infection, but we'll talk about that at mm. the end. Um, so anyways, the point being, if you have symptoms or if you have a fever or anything that's a sign of infection, like this is not the time to be that like independent, like I'm tough, I can handle this. Like that's not... You don't need to be tough. You don't need to be tougher than your infection because it's not the point. Like these, like the infections themselves can be treated. So treat them while you can. Yeah. And before it turns into bacteremia or something like that, because then at that point or septic shock, toxic shock, toxic shock syndrome, because at some point in your body's um, immune system, like progression, you can't go back. Mm -hmm. That's the scary thing. And that's not to scare anybody, but it's to say, don't ignore it. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. um, so, and the, I mean, most of the time it's going to be treated with like an antibiotic or how, depending on how bad it is, it could be a steroid, not the muscle kind, but the kind that reduces inflammation. <laughs> um, and if you do take your antibiotics, take, I mean, obviously listen to your pharmacist, but generally speaking, finish your pack. Yeah. We do not want to create... <laughs> what already exists, which is the methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus, a.k.a. the Megamersa, the Megastaphany bitch, like the queen, <laughs> the queen bitch. I'm just enjoying the word bitch today. I can't even help myself. Um, <laughs> the queen bacteria. It's awful. And that means that no matter how much um, methicillin, which is a common antibiotic you use, the bacteria is not going to be killed by it. Mm -hmm. So it's important, too, that if they do, if you do have a bad staph infection, they'll send it out for genetic, not genetic testing, but basically they'll figure out what kind of bacteria it is. And they'll know based on using different antibiotics on that bacteria, which one yours is susceptible to. Mm. So they, it's called culturing. So they'll like grow. Mm -hmm. It's pretty nasty. They grow your bacteria and be like, oh, yeah. hey, will your bacteria be, you know, killed by this antibiotic? And if it's methicillin resistant, then they have to use a different type of back, uh, antibiotic to treat it or else yours will get, will get worse even though you think you're treating it. Mm. That's the dangerous thing. Yeah. Also, uh, also talk to your doctor first, but, um, taking a probiotic with yeah. antibiotics usually helps because antibiotics can oftentimes kill all the good bacteria in your tummy. They do kill all the good. They don't, they're not, um, what selective. do you call that? They're not selective. Yeah. Great word. Thank you. Unfortunately, yeah, they are unselective. <laughs> um, and so they'll, I mean, I mean, they are selective to an extent because yeah. certain, <laughs> certain antibiotics go for certain types of bacteria, blah, blah, blah. But your good bacteria, like Katie said, are at risk. Mm -hmm. And that's why the probiotics or even prebiotics, oh, yes. which are the food mm -hmm. for your probiotics, which are the bacteria in your gut, which are the healthy ones mm -hmm. and on your skin. So we want to keep all the good bacteria around. Mm-hmm. But antibiotics are necessary because they kill kind of like, I mean, obviously it's a way more severe version of this, but like chemotherapy isn't always, or is it radiation? I'm really bad at that. One of the two are not very selective. I think it's chemo. Chemo. Yeah. So they'll just kill all dividing cells, mm -hmm. but the ones that are growing most rapidly, which are the cancer cells will also will, will be killed, but there will be some good cells killed too. So that's what makes it so like like, um, complicated and makes people feel like crap, mm -hmm. you know, antibiotics are the same way, but for bacteria. So you do have good bacteria just burning in that into your brain. <laughs> Not all bacteria are treated or created equally. So, mm -hmm. uh, okay. So the question is, how do you actually die from this? Cause you can't die. And like I said, if it gets out of hand, um, the weird thing about it is, and this is where I'm saying, don't be a tough guy or girl. Um, bacterial infections like most of the time unless it's like a skin lesion like you can see that and it's like ew that looks nasty you should get that looked at a lot of people don't get it looked at until it is super nasty and needs to be like treated very quickly um or people you know if other people see them it's this in fact okay let me back up infections you can't see that someone you can't tell by looking at someone that they have an infection mm -hmm. unless there's like a fever symptoms or something like that so you kind of have to know how you're feeling yourself and follow your gut just to go because mm -hmm. if you're counting on someone to tell you like ooh, you look bad you should probably go to the doctor that's not gonna happen yeah being in and tune with your body yes and i have a story later about like that where it can go from like questionable to bad within a matter of 
hours. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So the issue being, you know, if you ignore it, it can turn into sepsis, like we talked about earlier, the poisoning of the blood. Um, it can turn into septic shock. If you go into septic shock, the fatality rate I read is 40 to 50%. And that means your body is fighting literally for its life, where all, all of your antibodies, everything, all your white blood cells, everything is like, you know, all hell break loose. We got to control this or else... Like this is the um the, like the coup de gras like the not the coup de gras the the hail mary pass like all in and then your immune system gets so overwhelmed that you can't actually keep going like it basically um, uses all of your energy and I'm, I feel like I'm explaining that wrong yeah so your immune so essentially your immune system um, isn't able to combat it anymore it's overwhelmed and it's flooding your system. Mm-hmm. and your blood pressure goes down and it leads to organ failure. Oh. So it's not it's not like and I think that's what we have to explain to people too like with covid or bacteria it's not the bacteria itself it's the impact the bacteria yeah. has on your body. It's your body's reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Same with covid except for covid is going into your actual like um I think your like epithelial lung cells, right? Mm-hmm. So that's like that's actually affecting directly like your symptoms. Um, or affecting like your body on a physical level, but bacteria, like you're a lot of the times that's your body reacting to it. Mm-hmm. I think COVID's is similar in that way. Most microorganisms are, I know viruses or bacteria are like that, but yeah. And that's the dangerous part. It's what your body, how your body reacts is that it can't handle it. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. And it's not, and that's not in your control. You can't like go to the gym and pump up your (laughs) immune system i mean all you can do is take your probiotics prebiotics Mm -hmm. you know treat things as they come and do your best Mm -hmm. kind of thing so that's that Ooh, kind of gnarly right yeah it's pretty gnarly want to know more about us and stay in the loop join our ynp listener letter where we will keep you up to date on new episodes give you access to choose episode topics, and share some behind the scenes. You'll see it in your inbox first. You can join our email list by signing up on our website, www.yournotparanoid.com. See you there. Hey friend, we want you to be part of our podcast. Share a story, topic idea, or a question you'd like us to answer, and we'll feature you on the podcast. Send it to us at yournotparanoid at gmail.com or over on Instagram at You're Not Paranoid, and we'll share it on the show. Want to hear your own voice on the episode? Now you can leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash ymp. Our pod is your pod. Mm-hmm. So tell us, Katie, <laughs> how can we prevent such things? Don't worry. Most <laughs> are treatable and it's NBD, as the kids say. Um, I read on one of the things that it's about more than 3 million cases a year of staph infection. Is it very common? Ooh. And across all age ranges, but more common in the elderly. Mm. Um, so I wonder why that is. I Are they going out and like... <laughs> I was guessing maybe because either they have more surgeries and or mm. they maybe fall or cut themselves or like get little scrapes and yeah. stuff. All these old people, street fighters, <laughs> out wrestling. Yeah, you never know. Well, also your skin gets thinner over yes. time, which always makes me feel weird. Mm-hmm. In like a like, yeah, I'm not going to go into it. It just <laughs> makes me feel like, oh no, like it just when when they say your skin thins out, it kind of like trips me out because going from like jelly to like paper, <laughs> like the whole metaphor yeah. about holding things together. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> So I got these things from Medline Plus and Aurora Healthcare. Mm. So it doesn't seem too difficult to prevent Mm -hmm. uh, the staph infection. So basic stuff. Wash your hands with soap. Clean and keep your cuts clean. Cover wounds or cuts or scrapes with bandages. Mm -hmm. Um. Don't let them, because that's not letting your the bacteria get the staff yes. get in. Yes, exactly. Keep it covered. Um, also, I don't know who would be doing this, but just uh, don't touch other people's wounds. Ew. <laughs> I think if maybe you're trying to help treat it. Yeah. Maybe put wear a gloves. Or, oh, the dogs did not like that. 
They're like, don't touch your wounds. They're like, we lick wounds. <laughs> Ew, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. Oh, do- yeah, Dogs actually. licking wounds can cause sepsis. Mm-hmm. So think about that. Nasty. Um, don't share. This is kind of like what Kylie was saying. Don't share personal items like towels, clothing, or makeup. Mm-hmm. That's just good in general. Um, <laughs> kind of like roads. Not just if the person has open wounds, but just in general. Ugh, Let's not be chills. sharing stuff. Um, Even if you love them. I feel like generally speaking, yeah. it's not hygienic. Like your mouths, you can kiss, but I don't know. Yeah, the same. That made me think of like hand towels. Mm-hmm. And like. Ooh. So I was like, oh, I probably should change those out more often if more than one person is. Well, if it's like public, but if it's your own home, I think maybe it's a little bit better. Well, yeah, if you share your this the mom's the mom's <laughs> immune system. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, and most can be treated with a topical antibiotic, so mm-hmm. don't worry. Uh, and I think some of these are more like you were saying geared towards people who maybe do mat sports mm-hmm. or in the gym a lot, or I guess like or sharing like share a lot equipment. of yeah, equipment type things. I'm picturing like football teams. Yeah. Um, shower <laughs> immediately after your event, uh, clean the workout equipment. Mm-hmm. So then this was this tip kind of goes against what you were saying so now i'm like not sure if it's gonna work but it <laughs> was it's saying to wash your linens or any of that clothing or sports stuff that can be washed in the hot water setting and on the hot dryer setting yeah i think what it's i think the point was is that you can't expect that to be the only way okay and that it can be resistant to those things or extreme Maybe the temperatures. The detergent. It didn't, specify, it didn't specify. It didn't say dryer. It just said extreme temperatures. Oh. So I took that into my own hands <laughs> to say that. But maybe it is okay. But it can be resistant. That's the... Yeah. The, I think the point being like, it's crazy, bitch. Like, you can yeah. survive many things. Hmm. I also noticed on um, our new washer that it has a sanitize function. Mm. I do not know what that does. Like I which, used it once mm-hmm. after coming back from uh, Zion National Park because the river had a toxic bacteria in it, mm-hmm. and I walked in that river, mm. and so I washed all of the stuff on the sanitize button mm-hmm. and hoped for the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most. I think most. That's a really broad statement. A lot of microorganisms can be killed with like sanitize or extreme heat and whatnot. Yeah, because I think the sanitize function makes very hot steam within the washer. Mm -hmm. The secret word is sanitize. Anyways, um, let's see. Oh, then (laughs) that was kind of, those are kind of the basic ones I saw on all the websites. So Mm -hmm. don't freak out too much. Um, Basic hygiene I don't know. I was going to say hygienic, but then I just decided not. <laughs> hygiene. 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 How's it going? Um, we'll do the work for you. Mm-hmm. And then like Kylie was saying, just being aware of your body and taking good care of it and being in tune with it and not being uh, a tough guy gal. Don't pop anything. Yeah. Just watch Dr. Pimple Popper. No. If you need Ugh. to get your popping fix. No, please no. <laughs> so disgusting. Um, but the this topic in general, it um, reminded me of like the stories of when things get left in people's bodies after oh. surgery. We should. Oh, I don't know if we want to do a separate on one, but oh, for sure. But yeah. yeah, that is a one. I think that's how my grandma got a staph infection, not because something was necessarily left in her. Um, knee during surgery but she ended up getting a staph infection I think while she was in the hospital because there's bacteria yeah there's bacteria everywhere and that's where they talk about too where it can be dangerous or if you are using antibacterial wipes all the time and MRSA does come about Mm -hmm. that will be not that you're using methicillin wipes but it does live in the hospital a lot of the time which is so gross and the dentist office oh yeah and that's what I was reading too gives me Um, like the heebie-jeebies 
Yeah. So, and then just uh, if you want to learn more about MRSA or antibiotics, mm-hmm. this podcast will kill you. Yes, I was hoping you'd bring that did up. Did a really good episode on MRSA. And they did a two or three part series on antibiotics. A lot of epidemiologists say that antibiotics uh, in the future might be looked back upon as not great idea. <laughs> yeah. So, but because well, they're not targeted. Yes. That's the scary thing. And that's what we're hoping the future will be is more personalized medicine and mm-hmm. higher specificity mm-hmm. uh, treatments. Correct. But yeah, it's mostly found in the hospitals. Oh, and then I don't know if you just want to, are we going into the stories part? I have stories, but if you have others. No, I just had one thing that I noticed. Um, I know this will be airing um, in 2021, but we'll Woo-hoo. still be uh, fighting it. But a COVID yeah. related thing that I saw just when I Googled mm-hmm. staff, I guess there's a new conspiracy going around about COVID that mm-hmm. face masks cause staff infections. That's not. So just want to put that mm-hmm. out there. It's not true in that simply wearing one will give you a staph infection. No, but if you share masks. Oh, yeah. Don't share someone masks. someone has open maybe wound on their face or they pop their pimple and then you're sharing I could so that's what I feel like when we talk about conspiracy mm-hmm. theories and like what a great one is where it's like or even pseudoscience how it's like there could be one time where a specific circumstance happened and then it gets brought into like masks do this yeah because the doctors that were interviewed in the article they were saying that because it's that thing of well technically <laughs> you know they were saying like anything that's abrasive that could end up causing a scrape technically could have the potential to become infected. Right. So I think the conspiracy theory is because masks are so, like, that it's... On your face. Yeah, that it'll cut you if you wear it too long, and then it'll give you staph infection, so that's why you shouldn't wear one. Right. I think that was the conspiracy version Mm -hmm. But just throwing that out there. I I would love to have conspiracy theorists come in here and just talk to them and see, like, what happened in your life that you feel so strongly about these things? Like, did this happen to you? Or, you know what I mean? Just Not, like, in a rude or discrediting way, but just the psychology of, like, what makes you... We've talked about this Mm -hmm. before, but, like, what makes you believe so sincerely that you feel the need to tell everybody this? Yeah. Because are the odds of the possibility, which is a very tiny percentage chance of getting staff from a face mask, outweigh the prevention of spreading or getting COVID, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That's the biggest question. Yeah, I think it's fear... And and then I think we the what we've talked about before is that flat earther documentary mm-hmm. on Netflix. The psychologist on it. There's a thing called there's a psychological term for when people think they know more than they do, mm-hmm. and then like when any, anyone tries to tell them a different thing, it only like solidifies their own belief. Mm-hmm. So there's that too, which I don't. It's I think that's the question in terms of like the science community. How do you combat like pseudoscience? pseudoscience? Yeah, that's the hard part. And that's how I feel if not to make it a COVID talk, but generally speaking about misinformation in the scientific community is that if something is not perfectly accurate, which in science, we're figuring things out still like that's if you talk to any scientist, the answer that we will give you is we don't for sure no x y and z mm-hmm. like there is always going to be that sub asterisk like yeah. you know disclaimer statement because that's a process of elimination it's mm-hmm. not a process of proving yes the problem is if there is misinformation being spread around or conspiracy theories or um if what the scientific community says here's what we think it is and then media takes it into this is what they're saying it is and then with the scientific community changes their mind or not changes their mind but updates it hey we actually have found out it's more of this and less of that because that's how scientific mm-hmm. you know process works yes. but because i feel like the media is the catalyst to misinformation because they like to leech onto it and then make it bigger than what it is i mean even in like regular day-to-day news stories things are blown out of proportion all the time so of course of course things are going to be taken out of context a lot of the time too when it's like a massive pandemic which then my concern is 
really from a bigger picture besides just, you know, of course it's horrible and affecting our nation in so many ways, or not our nation, wow, that was very USA (laughs) centralized, but affecting the world in so many ways. From a different uh, standpoint, it's also discrediting scientific process and it's making people question science at its core. And to me, that is a very fundamental terrifying thought yeah like that is not good for our future yeah if you don't believe science and that's the thing too that's annoying it's like it's not a belief system no like and that's what you're saying like science is a process so if you take one piece of it and like put it on the 24-hour news channel and then they're like wait 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 like that was just one step in our like understanding of this and then people have opinions on what that scientific whatever means which is okay to have opinions but those then get taken as fact that's that's the concern mm-hmm. i'm doing a lot of weird hand motions right now <laughs> i don't know that's it's just i feel like we need to bring it back to like for our kid, like not our kids we don't have kids but for the future generation making it very clear at a young age of what scientific process is mm-hmm. and making that a fundamental understanding from a young age as we don't know for sure. And it's okay that we don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's the first step. Yes. But how let's take steps to find out what that is. Yes. And being okay with that. Yes. Education is key in so yeah. many ways. Yes. And then learning. And then I just, I don't, I don't believe in, um, not how do you word that assumptions, assumptions. Mm-hmm. i don't believe in assumptions yeah. you can't assume things and then tell the public just so that they have an answer because then if you find out oh that's not right they're not they're going to question everything from now on yeah i think being secure in your own self mm-hmm. to allow your mind to be changed as yes. new information comes out and that is the key <laughs> to being happy Seriously. I feel like, seriously, yeah. like politics, COVID, which is, it's crazy that I can even say those things back to back. Like this has been a crazy year, but <laughs> or crazy last year. Um, but I think you know, it's religion, true. Everything, yeah. Like there's so many things like that's, I think what is nice to have that scientific background is we are open to learning and, and have that change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And being um, open to the, um, what do they call that? Not the antithesis, the, um, what's it called? Like, not the counter hypothesis, the... Like the paradigm called? shift? The no, null pi- hypothesis? No, the null hypothesis. So you have to accept the null hypothesis, I feel like, in everyday life. Like, you have to, you don't have to, let me rewrote that. You need to acknowledge the null hypothesis in everyday life. Or hypothesis is, we think this, this, and that. The null hypothesis is the opposite. Mm-hmm. So it's challenging your own beliefs. Yes. But it's not even a belief. It's a... It's a... Theory. (laughs) It's a theory. Yeah. So I don't know. But that's just how scientific people are taught. Mm -hmm. From a very um, early on stage, that's kind of sets the platform for learning. Mm -hmm. Which I think is a good fundamental thing to have at a young age. Yep. Sometimes I think I need to be a science teacher. I know, right? (laughs) I'm like, we need to teach the youth. But can I be like the science teacher of the country or the world? Yes. Great. Thank you. It'll be Kylie's Academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not paranoid. An academy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> science edition. Science edition. Correct. I mean, you could. We could put it on YouTube. Yeah. I like it because I don't know. I've always thought I was going to be a teacher when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But now I don't know. I don't think I'd want to be. Mm-hmm. But I do like the idea of being like those... Um, not necessarily like after school, but because I know my mom is a teacher and mm-hmm. they used to, when schools had money, um, bring in like extra things. So they'd mm-hmm. have like the traveling like scientist type of person. Yes. And I actually have a friend who does that. I remember you saying that because I thought that would be really cool. So it's awesome because, and I'm going to give her a shout out. I don't know how many people would listen because she's more towards kids in that audience, but so she does a show right now, and I feel bad because right with COVID and everything, kids aren't in school. So mm-hmm. that's probably the last thing that they're going to have. But when things are up and running, and I think she has a web series, so that's cool. Ooh. She's called um, Jargie the Science Girl, like J-A-R-G-I-E, Jargie. Um, I've known her for probably about six years. We haven't really kept in contact that much, but, you know, social media and all that. 
And it's cool because she has a very strong passion for theater and oh. a very strong passion for science. So she found she like found that awesome balance between the two. So she does do like the other chills theater for kids about science Aww. and like puts on shows on science and does experiments kind of like a modern day bill nye the science guy but for girl like but she's female mm -hmm. so it's more it's just a different take on it mm -hmm. not like that being a girl or boy makes any difference an yeah type of and she has a bilingual show too oh, so cool. she could do both and it's it's pretty awesome bilingual for spanish and english and it's cool so go check her out yay especially if you have kids because she has like mini series and whatnot or if you're just curious about science, because she's super, like, bubbly and fun and whatnot. Yay. Yeah. That's cool. Totally cool. I want to do that, too. <laughs> I know. So that's exactly, I know, that whole thing got brought up because we were talking about how cool that would be. Mm -hmm. I know. And hers are, like, very, like, fun, and ours are pretty dark, so we could be like, hey, kids, like, <laughs> we could be for the older maybe kids. age groups. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like we'll talk to the moody teenagers. Yeah. They'll be like, listen, we get you, and here's why. <laughs> Listen, it's not gonna get any better, so just embrace it. <laughs> just kidding. Just, you super think it's bad now. Just super morose, but like feel how you know how you're feeling. That's basically what adulthood is, right? It's like how you feel when you're 13, but then add bills <laughs> and like responsibilities. No, I'm just teasing. Adulthood is great. Everything's fine. Fun. Everything's fine. It's you don't get to see friends anymore, mm -hmm. but you still get, you know. You still have, like, authorities you have to speak to, or I don't know what I was going with that. <laughs> I was trying to say, like, bills and stuff. Like, you still have, like, responsibilities, but instead of, like, washing dishes and picking up your clothes, like, way more things above that. Because mm -hmm. now you have to do that yourself, not just because your mom says. Mm -hmm. The moms. The moms. Mm -hmm. Thanks, mom. Thanks, moms. During the episode, we shared this week's secret word. Did you hear it? Every Friday, we'll post the story on Instagram at You're Not Paranoid, and we'll ask you for the secret word. All you have to do is go to that Instagram story and reply with the week's secret word. Then, you're officially entered to win the YNP sticker pin pack. Listen to the following Monday's episode, and if you hear your Instagram handle, then you're the winner of the week. The sticker pin packs are super rad, so get listening. All right, stories. Ooh. I feel like we did a lot of little detours, yes. but that was fun. That's fine. That's what a podcast is. It's just detour, a detoured story. Ooh. I like that. That's kind of like, I think that would be a good theme for 2020 <laughs> as well. The whole tour is just detours yeah. the whole time. Like, whoa, whoa. I remember being like, 2020 is going to be like the best year and it's going to be so positive and I'm going to grow so, so much. I mean, I did, but in other ways. It was just kind of funny to look back. It is. I'm like, totally. Oh, yeah. Well, now, stories. Nasty, nasty stories. But not like that. <laughs> Bacteria nasty, not like. Nasty, nasty. Okay. Um, let's see. All right. I'll give you mine. So I went to, um, I went fishing and when I was fishing, basically the, there's like a little eyelet that you hook your hook to when you're done fishing and I was fly fishing. And so you do a lot of like hand motion to get the fly line out and about. And then that's what it, fly fishing is, you know, like a yeehaw basically. Mm -hmm. And, um, trying to wrangle the fish. <laughs> Not really. Okay. So basically I'm doing that over and over all day. And I'm like, this is great. But I was starting to get a blister on my finger. I'm like, this doesn't feel good. This is not great. But the fishing part was fun. I'm fine. I'm a tough girl. So the whole day goes by. Uh -oh. Red flag number one. If you think you're a tough girl and our boy, gal or man, you're not. And that's okay. So the next day I was like, ooh, it still hurts, but it's fine. And I kept fishing on it. And I was like, I should probably get Band-Aids later on. Red flag Kep number two. <laughs> Uncovered. <laughs> Uncovered, correct. Oh, and um, back up the night before. So same day as the first time I got the blister, that night we were actually staying at an Airbnb. And they had dogs. And I was playing with them. Pretty sure they licked it. Oh, no. Totally gross. But it wasn't that bad at that point. So I was like, it's fine. It's just like a covered blister. That was the next. So then, okay, that was first day. Second day, kept doing it. I'll get a Band-Aid that night. That night, I go and get waterproof Band-Aids because the next day, this will be now day three, we're supposed to go jet, like water skiing. So I buy some waterproof Band-Aids. I'm like, this will seal it. 
I put it on that night, be, night before we're going water skiing and water skiing, jet skiing. <laughs> water skiing is behind a boat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> jet ski. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> so then that night, all night, my finger was throbbing. Like, I don't know why I didn't just take off the bandaid at that point, but I was like, it needs to be covered. So I was like, thought I was doing myself a service, but it's actually doing a disservice. Because by the next morning, I would take off the waterproof Band-Aid to reveal what was a blister that was open, like an air drying, basically. Now is sealed. The blister for a new blister formed over the old open wound. And it is now like white and big. And it was like creating like a suction, like a waterproof suction. Anyways, it got really gross. And I was like, ew, it's a bubble. I'm like, it'll be fine. Cover it up again. So I... <laughs> So I think I covered it again and we go out on the lake and we're going around and I'm just like, this really hurts. This really hurts, but I don't want to ruin the fun because I'm having fun with my fiance. And then by the end of the day, I was like, oh my gosh, my finger hurts like a mother, father. And it was throbbing and like throughout the day, the next day we were going back home. So I was like, okay, I'll go to the doctor tomorrow. I'll try to make an appointment. I luckily was able to make an appointment for that next day, just like mm. not urgent care, but with my primary in the middle of the day. By this time now, it's like a blister. On, it's on my, and of course it's my dominant hand, my right hand. And it's on the joint of the, like the middle of the finger where like you use your hand yeah. a lot. So I couldn't even use my hand. My whole finger was numb. My hand was starting to go numb. It was super lifted and it was starting to get kind of like a yellow green. Oh no. And I was like, this cannot be good. I kept, my mom's a nurse. So I kept showing her pictures. I'm like, am I going to die? Is this one okay? Is this okay? Like, I feel like this is not good. Like it went from like bad to worse within literally 48 hours. And I didn't have a fever or anything, but I had a feeling it might get bad. Went to the doctor. She was like, ooh, that looks really bad. We're going to drain it. So sure enough, if you liked like pimple yeah. popper crap, <laughs> I could not look at it because oh, it like not, it grosses me out. But she literally just took a syringe and like barely pierced it. I couldn't feel it. I couldn't even feel the needle go into it. That's how numb my whole finger was. Jeez. And of course, it's elevated off the skin. So if you're sensitive to this stuff, like stop listening now. I think it's a little late. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit late. One of the nurses was like, can I come watch? I'm like, sure. <laughs> so she, they're literally just like, ah. Like literally the, um, I think she was a PA. She was like, this just made my whole day. I'm like, you're sick. <laughs> I, I hate you. No, I'm just kidding. I was like, thank you. Please get rid of this. So she drained it all out and it felt so much better instantly. Mm. They s took some of that bacteria, like the, ugh, I can't even say it, pus, and took it to get um test i uh, can't even talk tested for what kind of bacteria it is and like we were talking about earlier culturing it see what it's sensitive to come to find out confirmed it was staph oh, infection dang. and so i had a big old thing of antibiotics that lasted like 14 days or whatever dang. to get rid of it but within like three days it was already feeling like way way better and looking better and the redness went away but of course you have to finish your antibiotics. Mm. So I finished them all. And now like you can literally not even tell I even had wow. anything on That's there. That's crazy. The body is magic. That's what I, I mean, it really did like your skin barrier is so important. So I'm like very proud of my skin for growing back and not scarring. Nice. Very happy that's about crazy. that. Yeah, Ugh. that's my personal story. Oh, man. From bad to worse. <coughs> a personal warning story. <laughs> We're not making this up. A personal war story. <laughs> no, that's not. A finger, uh, somewhere, finger war. Um, wow. Oof. Um, I was thinking of something. Yeah, I don't know. The only thing when my grandma got her staph infection, mm -hmm. we went to visit her in the hospital and I passed out. <laughs> From what? Um, I don't like hospitals, I've learned. They make, I feel like they give me anxiety or something, plus my mind goes crazy and I think of all the gross stuff. Mm -hmm. And the, I think it's the smell that likes... Like the bleach? The, yeah, that sterile... Oh. And my, I can't stand the smell of latex either. Yeah, it's just not great. And Ooh. my, I was... I was younger. I was probably like 13 or 14. Mm -hmm. And we went and visited her. And then my mom thought, I, and it was weird. I knew I was going to pass out, but I <laughs> didn't want to, because it's like the joke that it's I always pass side. out. Yeah. 
And so my mom thought that I was just being cuddly because I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't want to sit down. So I just kind of like gave her a hug, like a side hug and rested my head on her shoulder. And then the next thing I was down on the ground. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. You didn't give her like a warning. No. You're just like, here it comes. They're like, why didn't you say anything? <laughs> why I hit you? my head on the hospital bed. Oh so my gosh. It was like two people <laughs> that needed help afterwards, but yeah. I mean, I guess if there's a place to pass out, the hospital is not a bad place because they can help you right mm-hmm. away. But you're like, yay, grandma, like we're together. Yeah. We're both getting IVs. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Shoot. Which is kind of ironic because the one thing you probably actually wanted was to just be out of there, mm-hmm. not be more in there. What did they do for you? Um, they just, I think they just looked at my head really quick. But I mean, it wasn't like open cut or anything. And they just gave me some juice, I think. Mm-hmm. And I sat down. <laughs> So now that's like the thing. Uh, You're like that with needles too, right? Yes. But I just can't watch. Uh, Okay. Like I'm not like blood. Yeah. It's not a fear of like I freak out if I'm going to go get a shot. Mm -hmm. I kind of freak out when I get my blood drawn. But I've been doing better. I've only passed out once. Nice. So. Or twice. Or once from the blood from blood draw. But twice at the hospital and or doctors. Yes. And then the other times that I've had to go to the hospital to visit. Uh, grandparents I do get that kind of woozy feeling so now Mm -hmm. we just like like okay let's get Katie a chair and she can sit in the corner just like walk in with your juice you're like I'm ready (laughs) just might happen like a big puffy coat yeah (laughs) knee pads and a Katie bubble Mm -hmm. she's just gonna roll down she'll be fine yeah let's just actually roll in a cot (laughs) she's gonna take a nap with her juice oh man yeah Ooh, so that's a staff poor related. Grandma. I know, I know we made it about you, but poor grandma. <laughs> yeah. But they gave her antibiotics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Was that in the hospital that they realized that? Or was it when I she think she had, had gone home Ooh. and a similar thing of it was feeling hot and swollen. And oh. And she was a nurse too, so she kind of knew. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's like, like, if yeah. you're hot and swollen, yeah. that's not good. <laughs> in most <laughs> cases. <laughs> In any <laughs> infection setting. Otherwise, you do you. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> Ew. Oh, that's really funny. Well, poor grandma. I'm glad she's okay, though. She made it through with her antibiotics. All right. So I have this friend. Um, he. I'm just going to read you his story. Because actually, he, uh, like, he told me over the phone. And I tried to like take notes. But he's like, I'll send it to you, too. Which I'm glad he did. Because he's a great storyteller. So... He said, the first experience, I was 15 years old surfing with my family in Mexico. My dad and I were digging through big rocks on the shore to find these small clams to cook on the barbecue. They are good eating. Hmm. I had a nice zit on my chin (laughs) at the time, and I'm always touching my face. Well, my zit turned into a much larger zit. I hate the word zit, by the way. That's Kylie's sidebar. Um, (laughs) And my entire chin continued to grow for a few days. What? Finally, I told my mom I need to go to the doctor, and we went the next morning as I could feel it creeping back towards my jaw and, like, neck throat area. Oh. So it was going, like, it was, like, crawling, like, expanding Like an down. actual, the zip part, or he just felt like bad? Like, the swelling. Like, I think, like, the red. Oh. And no. the d- he went to the doctor, and they prescribed amoxicillin, if he remembers correctly. And he was good within a week. But he said the doctor said that the infection in that area is called the triangle of death. <gasps> gnarly right it's like literally attacking your like throat neck like i don't like this no not good but he's okay good and he's had three times this happen three different things what um okay so this is a second one actually i didn't mention this but there's different types of stuff like i mentioned food poisoning impetigo there's also one called cellulitis and that i feel like all these by the way all these sub infections like different kinds of staph infections could seriously be their own episode cellulitis is like where it's essentially a staph infection inside your body under your skin oh yeah and this is that story oh god I don't, this whole episode i just have a weird frowny disgusted face or i'm having <laughs> or i get the chills it's not that unusual but yeah for katie just kidding she <laughs> i was like you're always fr- <laughs> i'm always got my rbc <laughs> Resting what? bitch face. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> R B F. 
Isn't that a root yeah. root? RBC? I or mean, R- like R- it, it could be like R- Spanglish. So, like, I think Cara, Cara is space. <laughs> oh, Cara. Okay. <laughs> I was like, resting bitch head. Same thing. <laughs> okay. So, my this is my friend. Back to his story. My second experience was over a decade later when I was 26. I woke up in the morning and my knee was very sore, although I don't remember ever bumping it. I was working on a boat that day. He's a fisherman. And I started at around 5 a.m. By noon, I knew it wasn't a sore knee, but an infected knee. Imagine that, like, deep, gross feeling. It, that was me, sidebar. Okay, back to the story. It got worse in all forms throughout the day and built rapidly. By the time I left the boat, it had gone. It had grown two times as large as the morning, very red and throbbing. He's talking about his knee. Jeez. At 7 p.m., I got up. So he got home. Around 7 p.m., he got up from the couch to go. He's like, okay, I'm going to go to the doctor's now. But as he stood up, he passed out <gasps> right then and there. The paramedics picked him up and went to the hospital. He got a shop. He remembers. He thinks it was like penicillin in, in his booty. Um, like a, like need something like rapid. And the next day, it was substantially better. But the doctors told him it was cellulitis. So it was a staph infection inside of his knee. How does that Doesn't happen? know how. And this is where I, like, didn't want to do a whole, like, how does that happen? Because I feel like that could be its own episode. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you get a staph infection inside of your body? When he never did anything yeah. to necessarily, like, not that we have to cause everything. But it wasn't, like, an open wound. I asked him, like, did you see a scar on your knee? Like, was there anything? He's like, no, just... All of a sudden. And that's where we say, say like, if you see something mm-hmm. that seems off or random, it doesn't have to have be caused by anything. Yeah. Go to the doctor. All right. Last story. His most recent experience, he was abroad, and he was going through a river that looked, he called, rather grimy. <laughs> and I thought to myself, I'm going to get an infection from oh this. <laughs> and the next day, boom. Infection. He thought it into existence. He literally thought it into existence. He's like, I had a small cut on my shin that began to grow in a circle shape around the wound. And once the swollen part was about an inch all around the cut, elevated and red in color, I knew it was time to go to the doctor. The doctor um, at the location gave an antibiotic called ciproflaxin, or cipro for short. And this is pretty interesting. He's like, it turns out Cipro is the nuke of the antibiotic world and can kill syphilis in one pill. Oh, damn. And I did not fact check this, so. I mean. I'm assuming he knows because he seems like an expert on staph He does seem like an expert. Oh, my gosh. He said he had an adverse reaction to the drug, but it did kill the infection in one pill. And he was abroad, like, um, outside the U.S. I want to say it was, like, in a tropical island. That's scary, too. Area where it's, like, not... um, super excessive like where where it would make sense to give like a single Mm -hmm. pill for an infection because they don't have like standard pharmacy kind of deal like not a lot of access to normal that's such a weird word i don't want to say normal but you know what i mean Mean well yeah especially if there's no cvs there's no like rite aid it's just like the local hospital yeah especially being not a resident of that country and not knowing how Mm -hmm. like healthcare works exactly um, he said he had a really, you know, adverse reactions, but it did get rid of the infection. He felt the effects of the pill for months after, and many people never recover from it. He said, don't use Cipro <laughs> if you can help it. I feel like that can be its own episode, too. Dang. Gnarly, right? So he's been through a lot. Wow. I wonder if there's, like, a, something that, like, makes him predisposed or, yeah. like, s- sensitive or something. To the staph infections. Yeah. Especially yeah. getting the one, like, inside the body without a wound. The cellulitis. Yeah. I know. That's what makes me want to do that as an episode. And I was like, I don't want to talk about it. Because it can. sometimes we do, I do that where I'll, like, look at the details. And I'm like, give me all the details. I try to keep it high level. Dang. Cellulitis is a nasty one. So this sure. might be a part one. This might be a part one. I miss repeating everything you say. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Dang. There should be a part two. Wow. Dun dun dun. Oh yeah, that. But when I was at the at Zion and going walking through the river, the grimy river. Yes, that. I was very scared the whole time. 
Were there warning signs? Yes. <laughs> but that's the thing is, and like, she chose anyways. Well, it was the river as a whole. They were saying mm. has. Uh, oh, you mean like the narrows? Yeah. Of oh yeah, so I hiking the narrows, you're basically in water the whole time. We were like the season we went. It was mostly at the ankles, but there were parts where it went up to like your mid thigh, and mm-hmm. then we crossed on one part because you kind of like zigzag to get mm-hmm. the shallow parts. Um, but we were starting to go into the deep one that went almost up to our waist. And then I was thinking, cause we did check for open cuts mm-hmm. like on our legs and stuff and we didn't have any. Don't shave for two weeks before you <laughs> yeah, go. Seriously. But then I was thinking it had reached the private parts mm-hmm. and I was like, technically <laughs> you just made me snot. somewhat of a open area. area. So I was very scared for a while about that. Yeah, it is definitely, but I feel like your body is also built to, like, yeah, keep it locked in and less, like, <laughs> pushed out or pushed in, <laughs> literally. <Yeah. So. laughs> That's gross, but true. Yeah. That's anatomy, baby. But, yeah, I think we were all <laughs> fine. That's good. Well, you're still here, so yeah. that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you made it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well... That was a, that was as a we like to say, a doozy. I was going to say that, too. I knew you were going to say it. I, t- I took it. No, you say it. That was a doozy. I agree. <laughs> I concur. Oh, man. So, um, moral of the story, take all your antibiotics mm-hmm. if prescribed. Don't be a tough guy or girl or man or lady. Um, listen to your body. Yeah, listen to your body. Address it. Mm-hmm. Don't count on other people to tell you what's going on or to convince you to go to the doctor yep cover your wounds and clean them or don't clean let cover don't let animals lick your wounds yep. even though they want to because they're nasty little creatures or people don't share <laughs> don't share things and if you do do mat sports which i even do like mm-hmm. jujitsu we do very thorough cleaning every time clean things be you know good hygiene 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 etc Mm-hmm. And if you have tips or stories, yeah, let us know. Send them our way. What's our website? You're not paranoid.com. Mm-hmm. Reach out. Reach out. Send us what you feel like. Yep. No pressure. All the pressure. All of it. <laughs> and yeah, so till next time. See you next week. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Over and out. Hey, we just wanted to let you know how much we appreciate your support. If you are enjoying the podcast and want to support us, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, leave a review, and subscribe to our podcast. Every rating and review helps us grow our podcast and grow our community. Thanks again. 